0: As I mentioned to you, our thoughts for our time together this morning is going to center around the idea of We See Jesus. The idea behind this morning was to uh, talk about the idea of We See Jesus and the, the desire that was there. And uh, some time has been spent trying to uh, come across as a news pro- uh, uh, reporter. And uh, as I was going to share many of the stories and report, Uh, is going to be the idea of we're going to present the news and let you decide what you choose to believe about this Jesus. And so, as I gave the reports, there was video of of Christ and his uh, walk down the Via Della Rosa and and of some of the miracles that he had performed and and things of that nature. And and for some reason, it's not even... well, there it is. Maybe see if it'll work now. Uh, In Gospel of John, chapter 12, beginning in verse 20, Uh, John records for us, "...and there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came before or therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him or asked of him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus." There were Greeks that had uh, come from uh, wherever they had come from and they were there in Jerusalem uh, for it was uh, Passover time and uh, apparently probably were some proselytes and so they would be allowed into certain sections of the temple and they would be there for what part they could play and and, uh, as they worshiped the Lord during this Passover time Uh, Had they received circumcision, they would have been allowed to uh, experience other things. But these Greeks were there, and they came to Philip. Apparently, they knew that Philip was one of his men, and they said, We really want to see Jesus. Now, the first thing that we might be tempted to do is, is to think solely of the idea of physically being able to see them see him with their eyes. And I'm not saying that's not part of what they said, obviously it is, but when you look at the response that John records, there's more to this than just a physical looking at the eye, with the eye. As we continue to read, it says, "Sir, we We want to see Jesus. And Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying... Now, this is how I know that there's something more than a physical look. The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit." He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this cause that I came unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then there came a voice from heaven saying, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spoke to them. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. These Greeks came and they said, we, we, we'd like to see Jesus. We, we'd like to know more about him. Uh, we've, we've, we've become proselytes. We've, we've become a part of the, the, the Judea way of worship. But now we're being introduced not only to the law and Moses and Abraham, but now we're being re- uh, introduced to this Jesus of Nazareth. And, and, and we're searching. We're looking for answers. We're looking for that which is going to fulfill our lives. We're looking for that which is going to make our life have meaning and value and and, and make us feel complete. Mind you, we live in a world today that is chasing the dollar, that is chasing uh, having fun, that is chasing entertainment, they're chasing romance, they're chasing this, they're chasing that, thinking that they will have that meaning in life that way. Hear the words of Solomon. I've tried romance. I've tried money. I've tried power. I've tried working hard. I've tried accomplishments. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. And when it's all said and done, what is it? Nothing. It will not fill my life. There was a rich young ruler. Man, he's got it all. I remember the first time I ever preached from the rich young ruler. Talked about how it'd be great to be rich and how it'd be great to be a ruler. But at that time, I could say I was young. <laughs> Those days have come and gone. This guy had said, man, I've got money. I've got my youth. I've got power. I'm a ruler. And yet he came to Jesus with one question. What was that? Lord, there's still something missing. My life's not all that it should be yet. Jesus said, one thing thou lackest, go sell all that you have and come and follow me. So these Greeks were looking and they said, we want to see Jesus. Notice Jesus' answer. You want to see me? Then you must understand who I am and what I'm here to do. If you want to truly see me today, you must see me As that one who will be lifted up from the earth, hung upon a cross, I will suffer, I will bleed, I will die. But you need to understand this. If you would see Jesus, you would see that I am doing it for your sins that I might draw you unto me. You missed that point point; you've missed everything. Flip over to Hebrews chapter 2, if you will. Hebrews chapter 2. I double-bumped my button so it's already clipped down to the second part of the passage, so uh, you'll catch up with that in just a minute as we're reading that. But in Hebrews chapter 2, beginning in verse 5, For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Referring to Jesus, you made him a little lower than the angels, that crown, or thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him, but now we see not yet all the things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Twice now. There's been a reference made in the New Testament to seeing Jesus, and in both cases, you had to go straight to the cross. Would we understand today if we see Jesus and we don't see the cross, the payment for our sin, we've not really seen Jesus? This morning, Tune in with me, if you will, to the Israeli Network News. And hear the reporting that took place some 2,000 years ago. The reporter sitting behind the desk, breaking news. Tonight, in the city of David, the town of Bethlehem. The Hebrew word Bethlehem means house of bread. Tonight, in the lowly city of Bethlehem, the house of bread, a child was born. And you might think, well, there's probably lots of children born tonight. And you'd be right. But you see, there's something unique about this story as it is reported. And, And remind you that the Israeli network news, we're just reporting the news and you decide. You figure out if if there's any validity to this. But I'm reporting to you that it is said that this young mother, unwed at the time, she was betrothed, but she was not yet wed to Joseph. They had returned to Bethlehem there to pay taxes and to be a part of a census. And since there were so many people in town because of this requirement by Rome that everybody go back to the land of their birth and and pay taxes and be a part of a census, uh, every inn was filled. And so this unwed mother, and you can see see the news just keep emphasizing unwed, unwed, can't you? Scandalous, they love scandal. This unwed mother... Finds herself in a stall, in a cave with the animals. And she gives birth to this child. Is this newsworthy? Well, it is as you continue to hear what is reported. For it is reported that this unwed mother has never known a man. She is a virgin. She she claims... That earlier in her life, that the angel of the Lord had appeared unto her and told her that she was going to give birth to a son and that you would call his name Jesus. For your son then would take away the sins of his people. Her soon-to-be husband, Joseph, shares and, and, and testifies that also an angel appeared unto him and said, Don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. That which is conceived in her is conceived of the Holy Ghost. The story only seems to grow as we find out that on that night there was some unusual phenomenon with the stars up above. And and we're told by by our field reporters that that all of a sudden all of these angels that had been keeping, or all of these shepherds that were keeping their, their flock, they were watching over their flock by night, abandoned their flock. Y'all, they walked away from their flock and they traveled and they found this stall, this cave, this manger where this young mother and this child lay. And they came and they worshipped. Later on, as the child grew, we were told that magi from the east had come and they brought gifts and they worshipped him. Some claim that this is Jesus, the Son of God. Some claim that this is the Messiah of Israel. Some claim that this is the King of the Jews. We just report the stories. It is reported that a young virgin mother gave birth to a child. It is further reported that this young child began to grow. And that later in his life, I give up. Later in his life, you could find him traveling anywhere from Capernaum down to the lower coast of Israel and all points in between. And you would find him at, at weddings and it was there that he would command and, and that the, the, the elements would change their very nature. He, he commanded and water turned into wine. It's reported by hundreds of people that was there. I don't know. You decide. It's told of one particular instance in John chapter 11 that, that Jesus was, was away, from, uh, away from the hometown uh, and, and there in Bethany and that, that he was away from there and, and there was news that was sent to him by Mary and Martha that their brother Lazarus was sick and at the point of death. And they were so afraid and they knew that if Jesus would come, if Jesus would hurry and get there, that Jesus could heal him. It's reported that Jesus took his time and he waited another couple of days. And he looked at his disciples he said, Let's, let's, let's go. Well, where are we going, Lord? He said, well, we're going to go to Jerusalem. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Lord, you can't go there. You're a wanted man there. He said, I have a limited time to do what my father has sent me to do. And involved in all this began a discussion about, uh, uh, about uh, the Lazarus and, and what's going on with him, Lord. Well, Lazarus is dead. And again, well, then why are we going? It's, if he's dead, it's, there's no point in going now. Well, Lazarus isn't dead as you think of dead, although he is physically dead, but this is not a permanent death for him. Can you imagine these disciples scratching their head trying to figure out what in the world's going on? Say, so, well, surely they knew. No, they didn't. Their life was now filled with hopelessness. While he was alive, sick, yes, we could do something, but now that he's gone, nothing can be done for him. As he traveled to Bethany, he got there to uh, Mary and Martha's house where Lazarus lived. This is the same Mary that had brought the spikenard of, uh, of expensive perfume and had, had, had poured it on his feet, anointing him, and the Bible says anointing him for his burial. She knew something that nobody else had caught on to yet. She is crying and wetting his feet with tears and beginning to wipe them with the hairs of her head, kissing his feet. The whole time this is going on, all the religious leaders that are in the house that had invited Jesus over, they're saying, if this guy was anything he claimed to be, if he was any type of a prophet, he'd know what kind of filthy woman this is and there's no way he'd let her touch him. Obviously, he doesn't have the power to be a prophet. It's that same woman who the Bible says when Jesus continued to speak in that that chapter of Luke, this woman loves me because much has been forgiven of her. She's here now. Her brother is at the point of death. Surely surely Jesus will respond to that, but he doesn't. Two days later, let's go. And as they are traveling now, messengers are being sent from Lazarus' house to him, updating him, and Jesus already knew that he was dead. As he got there in Bethany, and, and he saw that there was a m- much ado going on, people were wailing, people were moaning, people were hollering, people were crying. The video, I, I, I don't know how, I, I, it may not have been, but I'd like to think it was. The video shows Jesus coming, and there's Mary, and there's Martha, and their whole world is falling apart. And Jesus just simply puts his arms around them and draws them close to himself. No words for a period of time, just draws them close. If you've ever had the experience of Lord drawing you close, Boy, there's something precious about that. When, when your life is just crumbling and all you can do is fall on your knees and cry, and with those arms of love, he just reaches out and draws you close to himself. He walks over to the tomb and he gives the order, y'all roll the stone out of the way. And he gives the verbal command, Lazarus! Come forth! And the dead body, still wrapped in all of its grave clothes, which means it didn't walk out of that tomb, comes out of the tomb, and Jesus gives the command now unbind him. I wonder, I wonder, even at the point where they're unbinding him, if everybody is expecting or are they surprised when they take that face cloth off and That's Lazarus. (laughs) That's Lazarus. There's so many more examples. I guess it's a good thing it's not working because I'm probably going way too long anyway, but it is reported that this Jesus of Nazareth, he's turned water into wine. He's raised the dead. And there was a night where he made, it's interesting the Bible says he made his disciples leave. You see, Jesus had just fed with another display of power and another evidence of who he was. He had just fed 5,000 men with the little boy's lunch, let alone all the women and the children, and they gathered up 12 baskets of fragments that were left over And all the people on that hillside, several thousands of them began to declare this is our king. And they took him or they wanted to take him by force and make him their king then. And no doubt Jesus understanding that his disciples would become sucked up into that. Thinking well if he becomes king right now and we're his inner circle of twelve. We're going to get some positions of power. And Jesus made them get in a boat and go to the other side. They leave their... Sister Donna, on that Sea of Galilee up around Capernaum, get on that boat. It's not that long of a journey from the east coast to the west coast there. It's a longer lake, but across it's not a long, long journey. But the Bible says that for eight or nine hours, because of the watch of the night that it was, for eight to nine hours they've been fighting as hard as they can to get from the east to the west side. And they can't get there. The winds are contrary. Fighting them all the way. Do you see it in your mind? Are you in, in, in the fishing boat? mast there for a sail? Maybe a, a torch hanging off of that so you could have some light. And you got 12 men in that thing. And they are fighting as hard as they possibly can to get to the other side. And they're not getting anywhere. And all of a sudden, they look up, and here comes Jesus walking on the water. The Greek that is used there, his feet are in contact with the water. He is stepping on water. And his first words, it is I, don't be afraid. It's reported that night that Peter said, well, Lord, if it really is you... Invite me to come join you. And Jesus said, Well, okay, come join me. Peter said he got out of that boat and his feet contacting the water, he's walking on water. Until all of a sudden he realizes what he's doing and he hears the wind and the waves again and focusing his eyes back on that, he begins to sink. Not a long prayer, not a beautiful prayer. He didn't, listen, he didn't pray the glory of heaven down. He said, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out and got him back to the boat. So many instances. They let down a man through a thatched roof that had never walked. Jesus told him, Take up your bed and carry it home. And he carried his bed home. We're just reporting the news. You decide. Fast forward a few more nights, and the news again breaks. Back to this Jesus of Nazareth that we've been reporting to you now for for a few nights, and and, uh, you know, the the birth and, and then his life. And, well, tonight, tonight they arrested him. Not for burglary not for any other crime other than that he claimed to be the Son of God. They arrested him and they marched him from, uh, from the previous high priest's house to the current high priest, from there to Pilate, from Pilate to Herod, from Herod back to Pilate, and every step of the way he's receiving more and more and more abuse. Pilate, has bloodied him to beyond recognition of of a man. Thinking surely, surely, these Jews will be willing to let him go now. We report to you tonight that on that night you could hear the cries of the mob as they began to say, Give us Barabbas! Crucify him! Crucify him! We have no king but Caesar! Caesar! They put his cross upon his back and he began to carry it down the Via Rosa, the way of suffering. We report to you tonight that as he traveled that path through the city streets of Jerusalem outside the city gates to a place called Calvary, which means the place of the skull, There they nailed his hands and his feet to the cross and they lifted him up above the earth and they dropped that old cross into the hole in the ground. And this Jesus hung there for a few hours. He had some pretty interesting things to say while he was there. Made sure that his mother was taken care of. But what was interesting to this reporter is that while hanging on the cross, this Jesus looked among the crowd and he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. In an interesting twist and ironic way, as we report this, we we, we interviewed several of the people that were there. We interviewed Mary. And we inv- interviewed John, his beloved disciple. And, and we inv- interviewed all of these. But the interview that stood out to my mind is when I went to the Roman centurion and I, I asked him what he thought about this man that he had just played a part in crucifying. And this Roman centurion said, Truly, truly, we have just crucified the Son of God. We report to you that as he hung on the cross, he cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he bowed his head and he gave up his ghost and he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he died. We're reporting the news. You decide. 3 days later huge stone rolled in front of the grave a roman seal set there so that nobody could disturb the body why well, because the Pharisees had heard of the, uh, the, the prophecies that Jesus would rise again from the grave and they were afraid that the disciples would come and they really didn't think Jesus was going to rise, but they were afraid that the disciples would take away his body and give credence possibly to the fact that Jesus rose. Rome, we can't have that. So they convinced Rome to put a seal there. Postcards. We report to you that one Sunday morning, early, it was still dark. Some of the ladies that had followed Jesus were coming to the tomb. You see, there was such a rush to get him in the grave before the Passover, that, that they, or the Sabbath, that they did a, a partial, temporary preparing of his body. But now the ladies were coming to prepare him for permanent burial. And as they approached the tomb, the discussion came up, what are we going to do about that big rock? How are we going to move that? No doubt they discussed and thought, well, Rome's got centurions there. Surely Rome will help us with this. Maybe we can find some of the disciples. Maybe we can find John. Maybe we can find Peter. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So they kept walking. And as they began to focus their eyes off on the horizon and and it began to to become dawn a little bit more and they could see, huh, the stone's already gone. It's already been rolled back. We report to you of some discussions that were had with these women and uh, what they believed to be an angel, what they testified to be an angel. They just simply asked him this question. Why are you looking for the living here in the cemetery? This makes no sense. We report to you the news and tell you to decide. But I can tell you this reporter has decided. You see... There's too much evidence. There's too much here that cannot be substantiated. Perhaps people will say, well, this is just faith, and and, and you you, you act like this is just a leap of, of blind faith, but that's not what this is. Over 500 people saw him alive. There is testimony of of too many people that testified that Jesus turned water into wine. Too many people saw him do all of these miracles. Even Rome's centurion said, this is the Son of God. I ask you this morning, do you see Jesus? If you're here and you have never truly been saved, do you see him hanging upon a cross? Jesus said, listen, if you don't see me in that light, you've not seen me. In both places in the New Testament where it talks about seeing Jesus, it goes straight to the cross. Why? Because the Jews reject Jesus because of the cross. Jesus says, accept me because of the cross. Do you see Him today as your Savior? He is the only. You can come join this church. You can come join every church in town. You can become religious. You can can do all of that stuff. But that's all works. Jesus said you must be saved by grace and you must go through the Father through the cross. See Him on the cross dying for your sins. As I look out this morning... I don't see a lot of visitors, and I don't see a lot of people that have not made a profession of faith. So I'd ask you this this morning. How do you see Jesus? I see Jesus through this, this, this reporter's comments and, and they're reporting in the news. I see Jesus as a man who truly cared about the people that he met in life. People that were prostitutes people that were tax collectors, people that nobody else would take the time. I saw Jesus through this as as a man that when people's hearts were shattered and their lives were in broken pieces, he got right in the middle with them and he loved them. Sometimes he would take all of those shattered pieces and put it all back together and and make everything better, but other times he didn't. But either way, he was right there in the middle with them through the fires. Do you see Jesus like that this morning? That loves you, that cares for you? Do we see Jesus this morning that cares about lost people out there? Jesus would not have said, You get rid of all that metal in your face, and you get rid of all that ink, and you get rid of all this, and you quit sinning, and you quit doing this, and you quit going here, and then come talk to me. No. Jesus came to lost humanity, and he interacted with lost humanity. Do you see him that way this morning? Y'all, we got to get out from these four walls and see people hurting. See people who are still looking for something. They don't know what they're looking for, but they're still looking for that something that's going to fill the voids in their life. And it's not going to be found on a bar stool. It's not going to be found in money. It's not going to be found in some acquiring of a job or through this and that and the other. Listen, the only way that life finds its meaning is when it's found in Jesus Christ. And we're supposed to have that, aren't we? Does the world see us seeing Jesus? Do they know that we've seen Him? Uh, Finally this morning, I, I see Jesus as a man that was totally committed to what his father sent him to do. Uh, I love y'all, but I got news for you, Randy. If I've got to endure what he endured for your path, probably not going to happen. What he went through When Peter said, no, Lord, let's let's not go. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. When early in his ministry and Satan came to him in the wilderness and he said, hey, I got another plan. I got another plan whereby you accomplish this elevated position. No. My father has said the only way for me to get to that position is through the cross. I see Jesus this morning as a man that said there is no sacrifice too great. There is no steps that are too many for me to take. I saw Jesus this morning totally, faithfully committed Are weak. Do we see Jesus this morning? The Bible is full of so much more evidence of who he is. It's up to you to decide. Will you trust him as your Savior? Will you follow him as the Lord and Master of your life? Will we care for people, even the ones that he cared for? which the flesh says is way beneath us. Father, this morning, that which we do not know that we should know, may you teach us. That that we should be doing that we're not doing, may you convict us. That which we should see in your Son this morning that we do not see, may you reveal it. That which we should be But we're not. Would you make us? Father, there's been a lot of frailties in the presentation this morning, and I know that. But you're a great God that can overcome those frailties. May you do that today in our midst. Our hearts are heavy and hurting this morning as Mary and Martha's were at the loss of Lazarus, help us that we might just come to this altar. And it may not be anything more than just come and let you wrap your arms around us and reassure us that you love us. Father, may you get honor and glory. May you change us today because we've seen Jesus here this morning. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. Let's stand and sing.